Welcome, 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 welcome to the Life is Dumb Podcast. So you just got to make sure you're up on that mic there. Yeah, for sure. So this has been, this has been like a long time coming. It's been thought about for a long time and it's been a possibility for what, four months now. Yeah. I mean, we, when we came out, well, I think we talked about it before you even, before we even came to Colorado. Yeah. It was our first, probably our first conversation. <laughs> it was like dating for a second when we were like, so, so what do you like? Hey, <laughs> what do you bro. like to do? <laughs> like vetting the roommate kind of thing. <laughs> Dude. You know, is this kid gonna be all right or am yeah. i gonna piss him off no oh, man so we we uh finally sitting down here in the studio and we've talked about over and over what the podcast is going to be about when we're going to do it how we're going to do it and i say like we're going to do it but it's your podcast and you know we batted around some ideas like what's the name and i think you landed on life is done first episode of life is done yeah, man. So why is it called Life is Done? You you, you, well, you take the floor, man. Big help to you. Uh, it's something I thought about for a long time after you said it. It uh, struck a nerve, but I wasn't sure I know, what the nerve really was. Um, but I think that most psychology, mindset, whatever, anything that's going on in your head all comes back to you. So it's not a, a conceited title. It's uh, kind of, I guess, maybe a metaphor might be the word to yeah. say everything you do in your life comes back to what you want to do and what you want to be and your view of yourself, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and your last name is done. Well, there, there's the whole pun, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Good call on that one. Yeah. Life is done. That's a D U N N. I mean, uh, we've been, we've been having these conversations over and over just sitting up in the kitchen or out in the garage <laughs> where we work out. Like we probably had what 20, 30 episodes already yeah, in the I mean, kitchen. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of guys sit down and have pod or rather sit down and, and they have conversations and then they're like, dude, why don't we have a TV show, man? Yeah. Like, why don't we have a, uh, a podcast or something like that? <laughs> the and typical guy where it's just a brainstorming session yeah. of all these crazy things that you think you can't do, but you'd love to do. But you know what? That's the thing about podcasting. It's like, well, what, Let's do it. Like, just do yeah. the same thing you're doing. Just, just come downstairs and put the headphones on. And it's uh, it's been an adventure getting here. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. So what? Uh, it's beginning podcast. What brought you to Colorado? And what you what you doing oh, here? Man, uh, let's see. I tried to come out to Colorado a few years back. Uh, was it 2014? I think uh, for the same reason I am out here right now, which is graduate school. It's a master's in human anatomy, and. Um, this this place, Colorado itself, has been um, the first time I ever touched down in it. Was um, something that just again another nerve struck, and wasn't sure what it was, but I'd never felt so free, and um, I knew it was somewhere I needed to try and come out to. And unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately, um, made a decision back in 2014. It took me in a different direction, and uh, life unraveled uh, again. You know, for how many other times it was before that, but. Um, as I'm learning today, all these things need to happen. Um, but that's that's really the reason I'm out here. It's for school. Um, try and get that education and keep pursuing what's what's next in learning. And um, you know, that's I guess that's what we came out here for. What, what about you? What did you come out here for? So 
<clears throat> I mean, I, I, we do run a podcast and uh, with a buddy, so anyone that tunes in will probably know a little bit of my story. But yeah, I mean, I got out of the army uh, in Hawaii, and you know, just like you, you think life is set up like there's a trajectory, and it this is the way it's going to be X, Y, and Z. It's a plan. It's a plan, yep. and the second that it derails, you know, it it you have choices, right? Like you you either what's the term like shit or get off the pot yeah or you let it envelop you can bury you destroy you and you know getting out of the army wasn't pleasant for me um i mean it was bittersweet i think there was a point to get out but i mean the circumstances and maybe someday i'll get into it a little bit more you know the circumstances weren't that great i mean i left divorced um i left the military on maybe the terms that I didn't want to leave the military on and transition into civilian life. Like what the hell am I going to do? And, but here, I mean, I'm here. It's one of those things. Like I, I remember coming here, like, what was it <laughs> over 10 years ago going, yeah, I'm going to be here. And you, I got here and got my nursing license and doing what I love and have a wonderful girlfriend and two dogs. I mean, you're in the mix of that yeah, every single day. And, and yeah, that's why I'm here. And I think, you know, we, we've talked about over and over starting this podcast, what, what would it be about? And you get these huge, it's almost like a, a, a vision board or something. And you know, the podcast is in the middle and then you're like, dude, we could talk about this. We could talk about this. We could talk like, I don't even know what the hell it's I'm supposed uh, to do. It's like a paradox of choice or uh, too many options where, you know, you, you think it's too big. You don't know how you're going to organize it, yeah. fit it down. And I, th- I think that was what would really was uh, the a determining issue, issue. yeah, yeah. That, that kept it going but now it's kind of like a, screw it let's see what happens yeah so what um, I mean you have not only is it there the, the physical training background and the anatomy you've been sports you played hockey and now you're here doing anatomy but there's like something that I found talking to you and why I thought you doing a podcast is so important because you're a treasure trove of information and not only information, but experience. And the, the, I mean, we've had conversations right off the bat, just deep conversation. I don't know. I don't know what it was about (laughs) the first time I talked to you. It was, I can't believe I just told you all that. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's funny. That's um, I'm a pretty open person. I I don't really hide too much. And, uh, I'm not sure what that reason really is. It's been something like that for all my life, but I think recently it's it's to knock down some walls. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough people talk about emotion, and specifically guys from a yeah. military background, a sports culture. These these things aren't talked about enough, and it's okay to hate life for a minute, and and that's why I'm open to it because I, I think that um, the more people that talk about it, the easier it's for everybody to accept, and and world becomes a better place you become yeah. a better place for yourself um but yeah man we that's something that happens a lot in my life and um i don't know why but i feel very fortunate for it and people trust me to talk about things and uh, i think it's part of it the reason is i'm open about what i struggle with and um at some point in this show uh, we're gonna make it raw and uh yeah. it's it's gonna be deep it's going to hurt it's um probably gonna shock a lot of people you know However many people end up listening, if there's people I know, there's probably going to be a lot of people that say I never had any idea, not even a clue. And um, that's not for me hiding it. It's just, you know, life's busy. I think, yeah. And I think 
a, a platform like this allows for – this is a horrible analogy, <laughs> but everything that's going on right now with, like, sexual assault, right, it was closeted for years. But people knew about it because everyone's got problems. Right. And then all of a sudden there's this tidal wave of information. And I feel like that's the way it is with people who have, I, I guess, struggle with mental health struggle with direction and struggle with motivation that once you get someone who's willing to be to pull down the barrier and release those vulnerabilities that other people can open up and say i struggled with the same thing uh, i struggled with the th same thoughts misery loves company everybody loves company you know like i don't care how independent you are at some point you you want human interaction you want animal interaction at some point you need something somewhere to vent some people do it in nature, do it to pets, they do it to friends. And um, I think I'm a challenger of people. Um, I like to challenge belief. If you don't believe something strong enough, then I'm going to break those walls down. If you do, then it doesn't matter what I say. But the same thing goes with talking about your emotions. Um, you know, I, I laugh at so much at Parks and Rec. I, I love Ron Swanson. I'm like half that guy. But I, I'm very emotional. And, and I think that's important in our lives. And... Uh, I just think that's probably a good reason that I connect with people. It's it's I'm willing to smash the walls down for them and say, like, I'm not I'm not going anywhere. I'm not scared of what you're about to say. And uh, some of the depths I've taken myself, um, it's, you know, which probably sounds extreme. Partially it is, but I know it's not as bad off as mo some people have mm -hmm. it. But uh, when, when I open up about that stuff, uh, there's really no – there's nothing there that can't be said now. There's no – you know, fear. Yeah. I mean, you did it with me. I, you know, we ask about backgrounds and like, well, what brought you here? And, you know, I kind of told you all this stuff and, but you didn't, you never, you never just stopped. You, you didn't just listen. And that was it. It was like a counter to what I said. It, hey man, I know what you are going through because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I, I connect in a way because we're willing to talk about it. And I think we've had really cathartic and therapeutic conversations just to be able to work through some of the bullshit. Oh, dude, yeah, there's there's times where I would, even if it was just I needed to talk, I'd sit there and stand in the kitchen until you came upstairs and be like, oh yeah, <laughs> by the way. And you know, it's just, I think, I think I wear my emotion on my sleeves, you know, heart on the sleeve type thing. But um, I don't know, you just, if you, I feel like my intuition's pretty good. Uh, just if I could trust it a little bit more once in a while. But um, with people, it's it's led me to some really incredible human beings, and and one of them was you. You know, I don't think that. Thanks, man. Um, what is it? Almost December first now. Oh, crap. Yeah, dude. Uh, August tenth when I moved out here, there's you know a couple of people came out with me that was really. Um, I, I don't know what I've done to deserve those friendships, um, but uh, man, without those people, without you. I don't know. I probably would have had a repeat of what happened in Cleveland, which mm -hmm. is a story that I'm sure will come up we'll at, come some, point. at some point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, one of my fears was that I was going to ruin something that I thought or I felt like I loved. And now I was taking a risk that I, man, a couple of years ago, it would have just never, mm -hmm. would have never come, come to. So, um, I love learning about growth. I love learning or teaching people about growth from my viewpoint, but holy crap the more positive advice you give to somebody, the more eventually it's going to come into you. You're going to sit there and say, why am I not taking my own advice? <laughs> it's, it, you know, you, like you our, give better advice to somebody else than yourself. Dude, you know, we're you're emotionally our driven. own worst enemy <laughs> in that situation where it's like, you give this great advice 
and then you catch the person giving you the same advice back. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Like, hey, remember this time you told me to do this? Right. Like, bro, what are you doing, man? Yeah, like, dude, it, I, I was on your bus. I don't want to be in front of it. Dude. <laughs> right. Come on. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it is incredible how how connection with human beings works, and and I think that's kind of, I guess, one of the focuses of the of this whole show or you know podcast is that we are going to try and knock down the walls of mental illness, but also how mentality just shapes your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I think I've acknowledged for several years now, um, but didn't execute. And uh, actually, I was just having this, this conversation with a friend today. I said, I feel like I'm in the middle of this this transformation. You know how sometimes you see these people that um, they tell their story and they go from the depths of hell or the, you know a decent life to the depths of hell and then they come right back up and they're just this human being that I think that most people would crave. Yeah. Um, freedom, you know, they don't give a shit about what people are thinking about them. They're, they're going traveling. They just, everything seems to fall in their lap after they go through this transformation. Um, I'm sure with hard work. Um, but I feel like I'm on that because everything is right now, as I just said this before we, we touched down with this, uh, um, you know, like I just lost my train of thought. Um, when you, when you do, uh, well, son of a bitch, huh? <laughs> no man it's a transformation that people make yeah and they feel free and How they're wondering you, what i feel like i'm on that right yeah. now you know thank you i feel like i am on that right now we're everything's a first you know, we talked about this but executing something is difficult showing up is difficult taking action is difficult uh taking solo hikes that's something i have a dream of doing and now i'm like I don't know if I want to go hike with anybody. This is this is just fucking freedom right now. Like yeah. I can sit on a rock for an hour if I want and just look out over the city, watch the clouds. You find that freedom, and uh, it's it's cliche, but everybody says you know like once you get it, uh, you don't want to let it go, and that's really the truth. You know, like I joke, I don't even know if I want to ever try and find a you know a partner or have the kids or anything. I don't. That's how powerful that stuff is, and and now it's just like uh, everything you you fear. I'm trying to run straight into how much happiness is on the other side that joy, probably a better word, you know, joy is a state of being happiness is still Mm -hmm. an emotion. Um, Mm. you know, so for me, like, how do you get to that most powerful self and good Lord, I'm not there. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a transformation, I guess all through your life, but in the last 10 years has been huge in the last four months. It's been incredible. Uh, not to cut you off, but I do know, there was some, it was like a, without, you know, releasing too much information, it's your story, but there really was, before you left for break, there was this like f- switch that was flipped in Brian Dunn. And it was almost as if, and I wasn't there for the entire transition, but it was in the kitchen and, and I'm paraphrasing, but it literally was like, yeah, I'm just going to be happy now. <laughs> It's, I was uh, like, oh, uh, okay. Well, choice is a big thing, you know, <laughs> but like action follows a choice. You just start doing things. And when you do, you let go of what you think is serious. So I, I starting to wonder if like everything I think is su- super serious or stressful, that's just a sign that it doesn't matter. Hmm, yeah. Like everything else is what matters. So I don't, I just, it's something I've worked really hard for, but for whatever reason, um, taking a solo hike, changed me mm-hmm. um i started reading intensely again i started meditating a little bit more i don't know what i don't know what the on switch was but there was something 
And, uh, you know, a little bit of the older me Mm -hmm. is sticking around saying, when's it going to pop? Well, the reality is it's going to pop. But when you are in a true state of happiness or joy, you take a negative negative situation. You you don't sit down with it. You you just say, okay, this is what it is. What are my solutions? What are my options? Make your decision, move forward. And and that's, I think, where I'm at, where it's, I want to do this. I'm going to go do it. Um, you know, like not everything's going to happen that quickly, that easily, that with that much clarity, but shit, I'm, I'm in a state of, if it seems scary to me, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to go for it. And what's the worst that happened? I got to make a phone call home or to you or someone be like, Hey, um, I'm a little bit lost. Uh, need a little bit of help. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's what you have a support system for. And I think that anybody that knows you as a human being, uh, at least there's there's always at least one person that loves you, and and as long as there's love, you, you've got everything. And I I think I've really started to subscribe to that, is that if you do everything out of love, even for yourself, your life changes. Mm-hmm. And that's really where transformation for me is happening. Is it's in in between the ears, and and I think that's where life is lived. And you make the point. It's like when how you are in a situation or, or your mental state is what dictates how you are going to take on those negatives. Because even in the most joyful situation, if you hit a speed bump, you know, where your mental mindset is dictates how you approach that. And you and I both have had countless conversations where it's like, yeah, man, I remember hitting the speed bump and the car just fucking fell apart. Yeah, the tires are rolling in different <laughs> directions and you're just sitting there like, Son of a bitch, what am I going to do here? But the reality is you, you're going to stand up, you're going to walk, you're going to put the car back together, you're going to call a tow, you know, whatever it is, you, you find these ways as long as you're willing to. It. Uh, I think that's probably a great point here. Like we talked about what, what do we want the first episode to be about? Yeah. And uh, that's something I really struggle with. Where's a good jumping off point? What's a good we talked about surrounding? That yeah. And, and I feel like every time we talked, it was like something different. But at the end of the day, it was all the same. And uh, something just hit me yesterday. And I was reading a book uh, uh, called The Happiness Advantage by uh, Sean Aker, I think you say his last name. Um, pretty big stuff with psychology, tons of research involved in it. Um, but, but one of the chapters is called Falling Up. And uh, when I read that, just you know, picking through it, knowing it's kind of a self-help, a happiness type thing, you know, change your mindset. Uh, I was like, falling up, that, it spoke to me. It was like, I, I feel like I know, but I don't know what the words are to say what I know it is. Um, and I, I just read, finished reading up yesterday and, and falling up is what happens when you fall, you get up, you know, if, if you don't, you're, you're just going to sit there and things are going to continue to be terrible. Uh, they, they talk about a couple different, um, you know, pathways you have, you have one that you can just sit there and keep replaying the same situation over. Well, okay. That's, that's not, that's, I guess I would say it was neutral. Dude, I've done that. You know, I, so I do it times. like, oh, should I should I drive? Should I take a left here? Should I take a right? <laughs> What's the fastest way? And you're like, I keep circling back. I turn right, and I'm gonna be, oh, well, left would have been faster. I just keep circling yeah. back to the same thing. It, okay, you turn right, move on. You know, the second path would be, you, you take the shovel out, or you throw the shovel away, and you get the you know the, the big machine out, and you start digging. That's not gonna help you. You, you can't ca- make things worse. Um, well, you can, but you with your mindset, you, yeah. you do make things worse. And I think that's where I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I know that's where I was. I was, every single thing that happened was 
a projection of the future and that's anxiety right i mean the sooner you get further away from where you're at right now you're like oh man life feels out of control i can't imagine why you you're not in touch with where you're at uh in 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 that sense you you're creating all these weird scenarios that almost none of them are going to happen i think maybe this is something that i've had happen before to myself and Maybe you can relate to this, but when you talk about these different pathways and the things that just compound upon you over and over, how much of that is actually life just shitting on you? (laughs) Or is it your mental state creating the victimization that makes it seem like the world is so much worse than it actually is? Because you and I can come back to this over and over. If you just cut all the bullshit out and you think about what you actually have, you're like, this isn't that it's actually not that bad. Right. That's that's <laughs> why you have to talk to people. You know, like yeah. how many times have, in the same conversation you've said one thing and I'm, I challenge you with some positivity or yeah. some non-emotional, non-irrational comments. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just challenging what you're saying. But other times, and then second, two seconds later, you turn around and do it to me and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, damn, this guy's, this guy's good. He's quick. But like, you can... You can dig this grave as long as you want, but at the end of the day, that's your choice. You you have control over these things. Whether whatever your mental illness is, I'm sure some things are more difficult. But I I'm starting to feel like, especially with anxiety, depression, I can fix these things. I don't need meds. Obviously, if if I do, I can get them. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a me willing to annihilate those brick walls and say I'm I'm more than what this is. I'm I deserve better than this. And now you're starting to build the confidence. You, you start believing in yourself a little bit more. You expect more for yourself rather than mm-hmm. of yourself. And I don't know. I think helping other people helps me. Um, you know, uh, one of my favorite lifters, uh, Mark Bell, yeah. he, he recently posted something. And he said something extensive. Don't aim to instruct, but rather aim to inspire. Cool. Essentially, to me, that's a lead by example or go out and and help somebody achieve something else and watch yourself not feel great about it or you feel great about it you, you're gonna feel incredible and so then why don't you turn around and do some of that for yourself oh my friend nate wants to go hiking for the first time by himself but he's really scared what am i tell him pick something manageable you know keep your phone on you go go somewhere we've already gone before well, just turn around in the mirror and say the same thing to yourself <laughs> like okay i can do this anything you you put your own limitations on things and that's not a it's not a good recipe it's terrible recipe it's not going to come together at all and the more you do that i think it's learned uh and it's a bit you know the language you use you can't you can't tell a team you know you're a coach of a team and you come in and you're like hey you know what this team's really good we we're gonna have to battle really hard and it's probably not gonna end up the way we want it to (laughs) okay you know like unlacing your skates right right. (laughs) you know like okay i'll just hit the showers earlier coach like what are we doing um the other side of that is it's just go do it that's what i pretty much tell myself now what do you want to do like i can't wait for the springtime to come around or maybe in michigan i i'm gonna go skydiving i'm terrified of instability in heights I can go on a roller coaster just fine. Planes don't bother me. You put me on a ladder, put me on the ledge, of, you know, the edge of a rock or a mountain. I'm out. I don't like it. So mm-hmm. um, when it, I can't remember the guy's name, but he said something. He had had some fear. I don't know if it was heights or whatever it was, but 
He said he kept skydiving until his fear was gone. He said it was 210 times. Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh, that's got to be an amazing feeling every two, all 210 times. But the, the last time when he's like, I'm oh, good. shit, I'm cured. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever's going on, he doesn't have the fear anymore. You're like, okay. So I was, I was in uh, South Island, or no, North Island in New Zealand in Lake Taupo. And I hope the guy that I'm telling this story about is going to listen to this podcast. No joke we're at 15,000 feet and he's, he's tucked in the back tandem skydiving and we're getting ready to, this is my first time going skydiving. So I was apprehensive, but shit, man, sure. we're going to jump out. And all of a sudden the, uh, instructor at the front, he's like, <laughs> and sure enough, it was from, he was in the back and he's like, and he's like, Oh my God. And like through the front fuselage of the, uh, of the airplane it was just this rank shit smell and this guy was so scared that he just took a huge oh, shit in man, that's suit. amazing it, so like <laughs> thank god i was so my cousin was actually tucked like back towards the back <laughs> and i was the first one to jump off it's so like thank god we were out of there right but this guy needs uh i think he needs to do well i'm sure he's like nah i'm totally good like i did it once and i shit my pants like that's a story to tell you can't talk right it can't get story. worse than that can it i mean if, no. if it goes worse you're probably dead so. i was gonna say the only way that gets worse is if that chute doesn't open and then that's just <laughs> then there's shit everywhere so it doesn't yeah, matter it doesn't matter <laughs> right you're not gonna be able to, be able to see it again so yeah, just telling the story <laughs> yeah uh, oh man it's it's amazing what mindset does for you and and, and those are the two negative ones but the people that are happiest or most content i don't you know whatever word you want to use in a positive sense or the people that are optimistic about a failure you know falling up uh, um, growth from struggle one of my favorite quotes is uh struggle is progress right you're gonna find something out about yourself and, and the people that are able to to make that a catalyst for them they they're short term with it okay yeah you know what i failed great. You know what? The next time I go through this, I'm going to be better. I might not make the same mistake. I'm going to find a different mistake. And you just keep weaving your way out. And mm -hmm. I think that's another aspect of what I'm embracing is yeah. failure is, is a gift. It's a freaking gift. I mean, every ended relationship is a gift. And I think, you know, that comes back to love everything. I love my struggle. I love my, my joy. Everything in your life, is, it should be loved. And it's going to come back in tenfold to you at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, law of attraction. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Don't believe in it. They do believe in it. Okay, well, if you're positive about a situation or you're positive more often than you're negative, chances are you're going to be associated with positive things. Okay, if you want to call it like attracts like, you want to call it law of attraction, I don't care. It, it starts in your head. It, Dude, there's something about... Um this is like kind of plugging myself, but I'm writing a book right now, but we'll get, that's yeah, for sure, dude. Weird, weird story that I'm telling, but well, the, the book is, but there's something I've been talking about and it's not made up. It's not, it's not for a rocket scientist. It's just the idea of whether you choose to be an optimist or a pessimist. And yes, then the question I was going to ask you, and this is sort of what gets into it. It's like, well, how the hell do you do that? So yeah, I know that I should love my struggles. I should love this and, and I should embrace the failures, but embracing the failure is like fundamentally the most difficult thing to do. And I think that comes back whether you have mental health issues or not. I think it becomes more difficult with mental health issues 
And I, 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 100%. I think that there's that, it's like a double roadblock. It's an obstruction in each direction you go. You know, like you talk about the mental illness, anxiety, depression. You start thinking about all the things that are going to happen. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I could you know, fail X and I could create the whole alphabet over again about all the scenarios that might play out. What about the one I never thought of? What about the positive one? Nobody ever, people that don't make it through those struggles quickly are the ones that have the hardest time finding the positive. That was me, that mm -hmm. is me, and that's something I work through. Um, but the more you just submerge yourself in this stuff, the more confidence you get with it. I think one of my biggest issues was trusting that if I do love it, or I do accept the failure, is it gonna actually work out for me? You know, the, mm -hmm. well, everybody says it'll, it'll create some kind of strength <laughs> for you. What if it doesn't? Right? You like, know, that was always my question. What if it doesn't? What but if it's like, bullshit? Right. But now I'm learning, like, no, that shit's real. This yeah. shit is real. Like, I, I felt like shit coming back out here. You know, I was like, oh, man, I, I love my family. Like, I, in the last four months, I've developed, like, my love for my family has grown grown exponentially. Something you, you know, hopefully you think they could never grow more. Mm -hmm. It has. You know, I miss my little nephew. But as soon as I landed back down here, it's like, no, man, this is, you're creating your story. And whatever you want your life to look like, you're gonna do it. I don't, you know, I don't know the how, but I do know the what. You know, as long as you have a what, it'll get figured out. So, mm. when you when you do that, it's just really everything in life's trial and error. I don't know if everything's gonna work. You could have the answer to the math question. You might still not get the right one if you don't use the variables properly. So, what happens? If you get the wrong answer. You go back. You plug and chug again and see what happens. And I'm starting to really embrace that. And I can tell you, it's. I don't think I've ever felt so liberated and excited for challenge and seeking challenge. I used to run away from it. You know, it's like running away from hard work. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just changing my direction. Now. I like this more than I like this. I'm finding that out. And that's kind of what's going on with school right now. You know, I came out here and struggled mightily with school. And at the moment, I thought it was going to be, <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Here's Cleveland all over again. Again, yeah. in the story for the future. But uh, it's, it's turning out to be a something that helps me with direction and all this time freedom because school was not going well has allowed me to hike it's allowing me to podcast now and read a little bit more and, and just take care of who i am establish who i really am and at 28 years old some days i think oh man i should have had it figured out but the reality is we just talked about this the other day is who the fuck has it figured out if you've got it figured out you're <laughs> Well, life got to be yeah, boring as hell. Say, who defines right. whether you got to figure it out? I mean, I think we all look for that self-actualization and to arrive. But I think for someone like you, and I, I think at least for me in my core, it's like I don't know what self-actualization will be. Like I, I think for whatever reason, not to like immediately turn off some listeners, but I look for like religion. When I was when I grew up religious, right? There was this idea of self-actualization. Yeah. It was. Well, the ultimate self-actualization is to die and go to heaven and blah, blah, blah. But um, there was there was something you could reach for. You could look, <clears throat> excuse me, at somebody and say, that's the self-actualization I want, which is bullshit because <laughs> you never to to look at someone else and think that they a, have it figured out. B, their path is the right way. I mean, there's aspects of people's lives that you can take and, and are amazing sure. and you can emulate, but you never know what the hell is going on in someone else's head at any given time into, and I think the whole point of self-actualization, it's like, for me, the sky's the limit. Uh, I have no, 
pedestal that I'm putting myself on. Where I am right now mentally is I would answer, I would respond to you and say, I hope I never find it because damn it, it's fun. Like oh, yeah. when you find self-actualization, you've either done everything or you're, you're just content with boredom. I know, like I tried a nine to five job for the last, you know, a year and a half before I came out here to make sure that cubicle life wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I found out in like the first six hours, I was like, no, I can't sit still. You know, I'm just trying to find anybody to talk to about anything. I, so I know that that's not the right answer for me. I, I, you know, I had to do it. A lot of people will, you know, look at that and they'll say, well, that's what you're supposed to do. And why? I'm yeah. not comparing myself to anybody. I don't want to compare myself to anybody else because what they love is not what I love probably. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are going to love aspects of it and some people won't, but damn it. What do you want to do? My One of my biggest issues is that I try to do everything right now. 10 pounds of shit in a five pound shit bag and then nothing gets done. So now I'm just knocking things down one by one. Solo hike. Text you the other day. I got to do this. I just have to do it. You know, I'm, I'm on this kick of firsts. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, for Christmas, I'm road tripping through the South. I'm, I've had people say I, they want to do it with me. And as much as I would love the company, it'd be great. I feel like this is something I need to do for me. I need mm-hmm. to prove it to myself. And by the way, it's fun. Let's elucidate on what this road trip. This is a monster road trip, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really the worry is uh, just sitting for so long in a car by yourself. Like, okay, Holy crap. But I don't know how what the longest road trip you've ever done. I managed to do San Francisco to Detroit by myself oh in a Scion XB, right? Like the little <laughs> box little car. One, yeah. And it it had um, no cruise control. Okay, <laughs> so by the time I got to um, like Kalamazoo area, my right calf was cramping like I couldn't I even stopped like try to stretch it out just cramping up but there was a point um through and so no aux cable no no like good radio channels so through the Sierra Nevadas through Nevada through Utah through Wyoming my radio was just (laughs) dude I was breaking up with a girlfriend at like the same time and there was so much reflection. I went through the happy, this is what I'm going to do. And then one state line over, I'm sobbing. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> like, amazing. Like, and That's healing, though. And so that it is. It was good. And 53 hours, and now you're like, hey, dog, I'm going to do this road trip. Like, <laughs> Whoa, where do you want to go, man? Everywhere. Okay, so, <laughs> so from Denver, Colorado to Detroit by way of go. Uh, well, as of right now, the uh, the look of it's going to be going west of Denver, southwest, going through Durango. Um, I know I know Preston, our other roommate, he's got family out there, um, but I have a friend that and that has family out there as well, and they talk about that being one of the most like incredible views and, and such a, uh, out there. Um, so I'm going to just kind of drive through and take it all in, and we're going to start heading south once we hit there and start making my way through New Mexico. I'm not, not quite sure of the path and don't really remember all the paths that I created, but um, once I hit there, it, it's going to be a couple hikes. I want to stop in Santa Fe. If I can hit Albuquerque, I will, but um, basically just making a big line through New Mexico from south or north northwest to southeast. Southeast, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, then we'll head over from from so- southeast uh, New Mexico over, over to uh, Texas and not quite sure what I want to do there either because there's so many great cities apparently there. And I was going to say, I told you this before, Big Bend National Park. Yeah. You've got to do it 
it's like the one place where, you know, it's two hours from El Paso and El Paso's in the middle of nowhere. Right. And so when it gets dark, it's in the mountains and it's those pictures, those Nat Geo pictures that they do the, um, prolonged exposure and they have the stars and you can see the Milky way. No, get out of here. That's there. So, so when I got out of the car there, I I drove from San, San Antonio to big Ben and it was an eight hour drive. That's what I'm telling you. Like, from El Paso to San Antonio, it is nothing. They literally have signs that say, Philip, this is the last gas station <laughs> for 300 miles. Jesus. And when I got out of the car to take a, take a leak, I stopped. I had to go to the bathroom so bad. It was like, I could imagine it's what the Native Americans saw every night. No light pollution, just like the cosmos. That's incredible. I wasn't smoking weed at the time. <laughs> Definitely wanted to. <laughs> right. I'll have to be sure to bring some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh, <clears throat> that's got to be an incredible uh, Dude, amount it, of freedom and, and just clarity. It was. It was crazy. I, I, I wish there's no reason I'll ever go back. It's this, That's the point. Like you're talking about these firsts. There's no reason that you'll ever go back to a place like that. Right on the Rio Grande, you can look into Mexico. I maybe swam into Mexico uh, at the time. <laughs> And you'll never go back because you'll probably never visit El Paso for right. your own fruition. And you'll certainly never drive an extra two hours to go to this park. And there's your first by yourself. I'll lend you a tent, bro. You can, <laughs> right. you can camp yeah, just, out. Yeah. And it's, um, so you talk about that first. So anyway, I, I vote Big Ben. I, you need to go check that out. Yeah, te- Texas is going to, both of those states, I think most of my time will be spent in New Mexico just because, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I have the most energy going going there. Yeah. Um, but once we get through Texas, mostly south south Texas, um, thought about going through Dallas just because have a family friend out there. But that'll add some. I feel like kind of useless time time to the trip. But um, start making our way through. Uh, okay, what is the next? Alabama, uh, Louisiana first. Yeah, so yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, we're gonna hit New Orleans. Uh, Baton Rouge. Hopefully before New Orleans, and New Orleans will take me to. Uh, Mobile, Mobile. Mm-hmm. and that's where I'll start the, the trek north, I suppose. And, and done that one, yeah, twenty hours. I mean, one of the most southern parts of the states, up to the thumb. But uh, Mobile, I want to go through Tuscaloosa just to. So you did, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what the you know driving north is going to be about, and then uh, probably go up to Nashville area. I know it's something we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, maybe getting out for the Smokies, but never been to Nashville. Mm, kind of considering maybe saving that for you know, friends trip or something. Um, and maybe going over actually Smokies, maybe Asheville, Asheville. Yeah. Um, and, and doing a little bit of hikes. I figured I'll be kind of on the, the high from, from getting closer to home and, and feeling like it's, we're going to be back do that. And then just depending on what route I thought about going through Louisville, uh, Louisville, Indianapolis, and maybe Grand Rapids, see some buddies and then Detroit. But, uh, after, after the Tennessee, it's kind Wherever. of all just in the air, see how I'm feeling and then we'll go. But it's, uh, something that, I don't know, my family's not really that thrilled about, but I come from a family of warriors. Yeah. Um, no way. But yeah, right. <clears throat> I don't know where I get it from. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's. So, so you think that's something you would even conceivably thought about four months ago? I, I think I would have thought about it. I would have talked about it. But again, executing, taking action. No way. It's not even possible. Um, number one, I would have been uh, crippled by the thought of money. Now I'm just like, screw it money's there's always money to be made you know like yeah 
I don't know. Again, that's a limitation you set. Like, I can't make any more. Well, what are you willing to do for it? Mm-hmm. You know, or you're only working eight hours a day. Are you willing to work 12? Because there's more money on the table. I know there's more efficient ways to do it, but uh, so I kind of just gave up the, the money thing right now. It feels like I'm hemorrhaging money, so it's a little bit, uh, but, uh, it, but it's a problem. that experience. I, it's the problem you want to create. Well, and, and I, I think that it, at some point we will talk about this in, in, in the future of, of what what does happiness create around you? You know, this book that I'm reading is is very basically what it's saying is that as a as a society we we have this success breeds happiness. Well, all of research, whether you like research or not, suggests that it's the other way around. Happiness explains success, and when you look at that stuff, like look at look at some of these athletes. They can't do it for the money. There's no guarantee they're making it anywhere. They're happy with doing what they're doing. That's why they're willing to do anything for it. Um, but look at someone like on a stock market. Those people are making tons of money, and I would venture to say they're probably pretty pissed off at life. They, they live in this. It depends on the rest of us spending money and stuff. I was going to say, know, like, unless money is truly what makes you happy, but I think you you'd have to have a hard look. I mean, I always said, and I think it's true, money doesn't buy happiness. It buys comfortability right. and security. Sure. But I think we'll talk about this at some point. There's that Netflix documentary Happy called Happy. I was just watching and, it yeah. before we got down and here. I think the opening scene is a, a family in India or Bangladesh. They have nothing. Literally nothing. And he's the happiest dude in the world. Yeah, he's like, my roof is a tarp and I'm happy. <laughs> You're like, jeez, man, like... Our windows are open in the middle of a storm, and we're like, oh, son of a bitch, God, who left the windows open? You know, these people are like, oh, our stuff's blowing away, it's all good. But he said the same thing, you know, it's, he talks about running through the, the heat on his feet and his head. You know, he's, he's pulling some kind of like wagon with, you know, he chauffeurs people around basically with a yeah. wagon, but he's pulling this big ass wooden wagon with people. And, and he's like, I know that some of them, you know, cause me really big issues, but he's like, I don't, front with them because I need them to ride again tomorrow and he's like when I get to come home to my family that's everything what yeah what that I don't see that often because you see the no house you see where's the food coming from you'll never be able to travel man these people are assholes you're pulling a big ass wagon every day we are accustomed to looking at negative Negative is it takes over our lives, and, and most of that again happens in your head. You know, flip up at Instagram, mm-hmm. you're watching someone's highlight reel. Yeah, when's the last time I really posted anything on Instagram that was like, I hate my life? It, I'm sure there's uh, a, I mean, sure there's some, a subreddit for that, but. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I'm sure on Facebook in 2010, I posted some like emo, you know, status because I was upset about a girl or something like you're like sad. Yeah. Right. Brian, Brian Dunn is really sad. (laughs) You know, like what are we doing here? And it's something that changed. And and now it's, it's, you know, I post a lot more on Instagram in the last four months and most of it's because I want to spread the positivity and Mm -hmm. like it, it, maybe it looks like a highlight, highlight reel to some people, but I'm truly that happy right now. Like I'm, are there things I want right now? Yep. There's work to be done. There's, you know, relationship or even work on yourself. You want a, someone better to support you and you'd be able to support them? Support yourself. Mm-hmm. It, take care of your own crap before you start trying to take on everybody yeah. else's. And and usually the things are falling, falling together, but 
that mentality of positivity, all that stuff is, whether it's career, it's education, it's uh, sports, it's relationships, it, negativity is going to draw negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about how tough school's been for me. And when I go into study, I'm like, I'm not going to remember this. <laughs> okay, job done. Why yeah. are you going to study yeah, we'll right now? Right. You're like, I'm going to fail this exam. That's good. You know, like you're really showing yourself a whole bunch of opportunity to be resilient when you, you know, use some deductive reasoning on the exam. Now you just read the question like, oh, shit, I don't know it. Move on. Yeah. What? How about some problem solving skills? How about, all right, just let's see what we can break this thing down to and see if there's an answer written there. But I think every aspect of life comes down to that. And that, again, something I, I struggled to trust. And yeah. now I'm just like, something's, it, you can't, you, nothing was working before. Yeah. So let's try this out. Try and this out. has been uh, incredible. It's this wave that I'm like, even if I fall down a little bit, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be super high up. You know, it, there's a, not because we're sort of reviewing this book, but I'm, I'm reading Jocko Wilnick's, um, his uh, freedom is discipline equals freedom. And it's, it's the simplest. I thought it was going to be a, you know, hardcover chapter by chapter it is not it's like a adult flip book like it's 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 like a picture book and you make the story sort of it's um but his concept and part of part of how do you overcome or how do you move through negativity or where you're at the rut you're at and the whole point is just do it right like the weights aren't going to lift themselves the project's not going to start unless you start it it's gonna suck take it's, action but just do right and that's the hardest thing that's why the book is so fundamental just do it right i mean it's like this podcast how many times we were upstairs and yeah, we like, could have oh, dude you just we could have moved down here right just right then come <laughs> and do it and you're good yeah we could have just literally shifted the conversation 20 feet and been yeah. like all right i guess the podcast is going right now <laughs> so but anyway the book you're talking about joy and I know there's, I, I think as much as we're a self-help desiring nation and population, I think there's some good that comes from inspiration that you can find or, or even beyond inspiration, but just understanding yourself a little bit more. Like as simple as, hey, why am I posting this on Instagram right now? Right. Is it because I truly want, I'm just happy and I'm going to capture this happy moment for everyone to see? Or... Am I looking for that dopamine hit Right, where someone likes it? I'm like, man, I really hope I get 100 likes on this. I, I think that – I think part of the reason is that I started posting, and, you know, just branching off that example, is, is that I've said for a long time I want to influence people. Now, how, how do you do that? Well, influence yourself and share – for me, share what you're doing. I would love for someone to share those things with me. Like I, I follow all these people on Instagram that are climbing mountains all the time, and I'm like, man, that's – that's really cool. You know, like people doing yoga in a park by themselves. I don't have the balls to go run around the, you know, a, a court for a little bit by myself. You know, I'm like, well, what if someone walks in and sees my <laughs> fat ass? Like, you know, like what? What is that self-talk right there? Like, dude, what do you want to do? You want to go run? Go fucking run. Yeah. Why does, why does the potential of someone like, you know, honking at you while you're running shy you away? They're going to honk and keep driving. Okay. See ya. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's one of those things of all these things are self-created. The limitations are self-created. Uh, you know, obviously people can say these things, but you allowing them to really affect you deeply 
is self-created. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's all confidence in yourself. You know how you deflect those things or you accept them and let them flow like a cloud going through the sky. Confidence in yourself. Believe that whatever you want, like, who cares? Just move on with something. And that that's really the biggest difference is I just, I wanted to be happy. I wanted to feel joy. You know, whether things were perfect, you know, in my, in my head, the expectation, the unrealistic <laughs> expectation that I've created for everything, whether I'm there or not, like, what about the process? Like we just talked about a little bit earlier, what happens when I do meet these unrealistic expectations? Then what? You just stop? Right. Okay, so start enjoying the process because every time you hit a goal or whatever whatever your motto is going to be, you know, a goal or a dream or, you know, what the stick's always going to move. So don't chase those things. Just do what you want to do. Your goals are what you want to do. And hopefully they lead to something bigger that you have a vision of. And how you get there again is always going to be that, you know, you know, cliche of it's going to be winding road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not, it's not even cliche. It's truth. Yeah. So it's like goals aren't necessarily the destination. No, it's just a, it's set just, something to do. Yeah. And just keep <laughs> do doing it. it. Yeah. Like, okay. I went, I went climbing. All right. Uh, now go do it again. Do something different. Go to maybe a longer one, harder one, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to do there. Yeah. Just take action in yourself. And it's crazy how many things that, uh, you know, I can think of things in the last five years people have said to me and in the moment I'm like, oh, I appreciate it, but that's not how that works and I'm not that good at this or, you know, whatever. Now I'm sitting there like, no, 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 like, you're not the greatest and that's fine. Who cares? But you changed somebody's life in some way because you were good at what you did because you love something so much that you've done the homework to understand it better and you've taken all that work and education and, and said, here, so I think let that's, me help you. I think that's a way what you've been doing is on more of a scientific level where and i do the same thing where i don't understand like i'm starting this new job like thank god i've been doing nursing for seven years because there's a foundation there but even if there wasn't my mindset would still be the same and that is i don't understand the macro concept here but you guys are doing you're letting me do these certain tasks i'm doing them well and i need to learn these tasks but you're doing all this stuff in the background and I'm going to have to know how to do that. And so I sort of clam up and I, I'm frustrated because I can't articulate the whole macro mission yet. Right. But I'm right here. I'm like the tiny little beginner nurse all over again. (laughs) Like just let it happen, man. Like what's the rush? What's the rush? I mean, there's a deadline like, but even after orientation's done, you're going to have, everybody has questions. Exactly. And so I think for me, it's pulling back the onion layers and, and realizing like, Hey, this is, and maybe this is what we don't, I'm coming full circle on this, but you know, pulling the onion layers back and, and allowing for the process to work. And I think in a way, this is what you've been doing with mental health, right? It's the scientific approach. Like I feel a certain way. I hate that. I feel this way. Well, there's a reason for it. I'm, I'm super analytical. And, and for some reason that doesn't seem to apply to textbooks in school <laughs> uh, or tests for that matter. But, uh, I, I question the world. I question people. And a lot of times positively, like, how do you do that? Like I've literally asked people like, tell me step-by-step step how you study. Tell me step by step when you're in this kind of situation, what, what is your thought process? Because I'm trying to understand, I don't want to apply back to me. Because I got, you know, analysis by paralysis. I'm like, well, if I do that, it's not going to work. And if I do mm-hmm. this, like, what are they doing? 
probably the same shit you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, questioning what they're doing. The only difference is they're like, nah, fuck it, see what happens. Right. So it was kind of like, I'm tired of waiting for people to give me the answer I'm looking for. I'm going to go get it myself. And, and, you know, it is analytical. And to me, that's fun. When you're talking about psychology, the mind, that's something I don't think we'll ever truly understand. I don't think we'll ever truly understand the brain or really any part of the body fully. Certain parts are more understood than others. But the brain and mind, those things are, that is the universe. Yeah. Like that, where does it end? I don't know. We don't know. We'll never I mean, it's know. The, it's the idea that we've got this so figured out. But it's no infinite. one, but no one can explain consciousness. No, it's. But we're supposed to get there. Yeah, somehow. You know, like where, where, where are those depths? Can you imagine? Like I've, I've felt moments of like enlightenment, and when I come out of it, I'm like, oh my god. Some of these people live their entire lives like, like every day like this, and they, they spend more time in that than they don't. You're like that has got to be incredible. Where you're just like, eh, everything's good. You know, you, yeah. I feel like I'm the hippie stoner where I'm like, yeah. It's like Matthew oh, McConaughey yeah. days and confused. Like, right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. those things. And I think that's, it's important to show how you, for me, when I, I say I want to influence people, you know, some people ask me, what would be your dream job? I've got a lot of things that I really like, the fitness, you know, anatomies, all those things that you mentioned. But influencing people, watching someone feel rewarded is rewarding in itself to you like if you can play any part in that just being there like oh i'm scared to go do this i'll go with you i'm not gonna do it i'm just gonna stand there just that way if something goes wrong you don't feel you don't panic mm-hmm. those things are important so i think that's part of the reason that I'm, i am posting more and like is at four months ago i was like a lot of people gotta post every damn day well now now it's coming from a place of love and i'm not posting for likes i mean sure does it feel good yeah but I'm posting to share. I mean, my family gets to see it. So my friends I don't talk to every day get to see it. And hopefully I'm, it's a message that says, hey, you can do this too. Like the people that, a lot of people that are going to see these things are people that do know that in some sense I have struggled. I don't think they know how deeply I have, but they're saying, wow, dude, Brian, Brian's really getting some stuff together. I don't need that as like a pat on the back. I mean, it feels nice again, but... I want you, someone else to feel that too. Cause I know how free, free I feel right now. And like, I just started yeah. like literally, this is a couple of weeks of feeling this way. And I'm like, I, I can see where this is sustainable. This is not the honeymoon phase. It doesn't feel like that. This feels very manageable. Cause I have felt like shit in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. but I sit there and I've literally laughed. You know, like I'm sitting there thinking about, Oh my God, I could cry or, I hate everything right now. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. <laughs> okay. How many times have you said that to yourself? Like, how many times does everybody have to deal with this crap before they make a, make the next move? And then when they get to the next move, same thing happens, just different variables. It's the same game. So you, now I'm like, oh, I might as well learn how to play it. Yeah. Be happy. Combat it with happiness, your joy, or your want to learn. You know, like I used to, you know, I used to be scared to make a phone call. For the fear of like someone's gonna think I'm stupid or um, I'm I'm not gonna know what they're asking me for. I can't remember. And like oh god, I'm gonna be an inconvenience, a burden. Now I'm like, but I need that information. So <laughs> like this is yeah. this is the next thing that I need. So pick up the damn phone and call. Be an adult about this thing. Like you are a grown ass man now. Take care of your business. And same when I started working at a hospital, I can tell you I had a job at a hospital. I never took one shift. 
the first job I took, uh, I was too scared I would get lost in the hospital. For real? <laughs> yeah. Open your fat mouth, man. Like, just <laughs> open your mouth and say, I'm lost. But the problem was I was scared people would make fun of me or they'd say, you know, you're, you're dumb. Like, how do you not know the sign's right there? Like, oh, my bad. Who cares? Now I'm kind of like, you know, today I didn't want to call a credit card company. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I don't want to talk about this crap. Call him and the guy's like confused by what I'm asking. And I'm like, hmm. huh, I'm asking you to make sure that everything's good, that my payments came through. But uh, apparently that's hard to understand. I don't, okay. You know, like not casting judgment, just being like, see, it's not that big a deal. You don't, yeah. I'm not sitting here thinking it's a big deal. Why would he think it's a big deal for me? I just don't know where I'm going. I do that all the time. I, when I first joined the army, well, it was ROTC. So for those of you who go to college, it's the, uh, students that run around in uniforms and stuff like that. And I remember it was like light years from what I was doing. And I remember hating to open emails because I didn't know what they were going to be asking. I was going to get my ass chewed for not being at this certain place. But at some point it was like, okay, I can either check my email every single day and stay on top of it or be paralyzed by fear. That's exactly what it is. A fear of unknown. Yeah. Which I've battled with my entire life. It's the fear of unknown. It's the fear of... You can cough. Oh, good. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> thanks for not doing that yeah. microphone. Yeah. Belts next time for you guys. <laughs> the, I mean, once you move past that ability to... And it, there's, it, it works for different people different ways. But the second you can move through that barrier and that unknown, that fear of unknown that paralyzes you then the sky's the limit oh, because dude, you know how to do it. It's endless. It's just doing it. I mean, it's I remember your fucking foot up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in, um, in Hawaii, we got into spearfishing and free diving and I don't know what it was. Man, talk a whole lot of bullshit. Like, yeah, I love the ocean, man. I love <laughs> to do this, but being in the water would paralyze me. And because you know, you've got these, you got this goggles on and there's no periphery and no, there's monster ass sharks. Swimming around. There's some killer fish out there yeah, are hungry. Everything's bigger than you. <laughs> and you know, every time we were at the beach, I would just go, go, go by myself, be at the bottom, hold on to a rock at the bottom and just look around. And you, I found after a while you move past the paralysis, you move past the roadblock and the obstacle you create for yourself. You accept the risk in anything that you do. And you know that there's something to be gained by moving past that. And the most beautiful opportunity I ever had being out there 500 yards offshore and I hear the spinner dolphins coming in, clicking in the water. And the next thing I know, I'm surrounded by a pod of spinner dolphins just around like within, I could touch them with my hands. And I think that that moment a lot, if I hadn't just done it overcome it move past that i would have never had that opportunity you don't see the things you want to see things that you dream of seeing or things you don't ever expect right they're just there it could have been it could have been a monster tiger shark sure but it wasn't but it wasn't it just wasn't most most things work out for the best if you just give it enough time to work out but like that story is basically i did one thing and that's all i focused on taking one step and then when I figured out the first step worked, all right, let's try it one more time. Let's just see, like, get some nods here. Oh, the second one worked out too, or didn't go nearly as bad as I had anticipated. 
all right, one more time. And all of a sudden you started building this trust that even if something does go wrong, you want to achieve something or see something or just do what you have wanted to do and you've already committed to it. Those things are important. You know, those steps are, everything's too macro. Yeah. And I love the macro. Big picture is awesome. You know, like I would love to plan out my life, but like the micro is the step to your life. What, what do you want to do? I want to yeah. go spear. You know, I want to go out there with a spear and I want to kill some shit. Merc some fish. <laughs> right. And what ended up happening? I got to see one of the most unique things I'll ever see in my entire life. I'll, yeah, I'll never, well, I hope to do it again, but right. the It'd be odds sweet, of but, it happening. Right. Like you can't ask somebody, can you do that for me? Yeah. No. Nope. Come here, don't <laughs> Right. Yeah, you get like a whistle, like a dog whistle <laughs> in there and they just, like in the zoo or something. But it's it's amazing how part of it, I think, is the confidence. I think it's confidence and trust. And, and both those things are in yourself, the belief. I trust that even when things go wrong, I'm going to be able to figure it out. And I'm confident that things aren't going to go wrong and I'm going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. You know, like, when's the last time you did anything and nothing went wrong? I, uh, I don't care if you're driving a block down the road, a squirrel ran out in front of you or someone opened their door on the car on the, you know, on the side of the street. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Those things went wrong. But you, what'd you do? You know, I maneuvered. I just did something different that allowed me to continue on my journey here. Yeah. And, you know, those those things are they're so simple. But like it's like finding that positive pathway. Those are the things that we have the hardest time finding, and it's practice. Everything yeah. in life is just repetition, and repetition in 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 the terms of I'm building myself. It doesn't have to, you don't have to do the same repetition every time. Everything's always different, but the more you practice doing something, the more you're going to be willing to do that thing or mm -hmm. anything to just get an experience and unless you're Allen Iverson <laughs> need practice, practice man. talk about practice, talk about practice. <laughs> oh man that guy oh, that was one of the best things that ever happened to Detroit him coming in there <laughs> dude oh man I just wish he was a little bit healthier at the end of that but so to set the stage for this podcast sure. because it's an introductory episode and you know I think as episodes drive on there'll be more focus sure but something I wanted to ask you and your take on it because I, I've struggled with mental health and I think we've had similar struggles. Absolutely. And what is it about, and I specifically point out guys here, but this inability or this cultural stigma that we have around talking, I mean, guys, it's, you know, we guys pick on girls all the time. Right. Like, wow. They're just talking all the time with their <laughs> friends in there. It's like, Oh my God, shut up. But, could we take a lesson from that as guys? And what is it about our culture? What is What are the negative impacts of bottling up the stresses that we have as guys and not talking about this shit? I, I think just just look at the shit we have going on between sexes. Now, I, all these things that happen with domestic violence, not to sound callous, but we only hear the one side of it, okay? We don't talk about provocation, but those, those things don't, at this point, don't really matter. But look at those things that are happening. Whether it's with women, it's other dudes, it's with, you know, theft or, you know, police, or the law, whatever it is, mm -hmm. like, that's what happens. You you have chickens running around with their heads cut off. They don't know what to do because they, they have never dealt with anything or what they're dealing with is too heavy for them to deal with alone. I think that I've been super lucky that I come from a family that uh, we can talk about things, uh, specifically my mom and I, I think because of hockey, she always was driving me to hockey, I think that we have a pretty incredible bond. I know that if I called my dad right now and I had something to say, 
he would listen. And I know that <laughs> I probably don't like it because I'm so close to my mom. He would shoot it to me straight. Mm-hmm. And his advice usually would be, just go do it. You know, take care of your shit. Yeah. Which is basically what I'm advocating. Like, go do it. Exactly. So the, he's the actually solu- got it going on. The solution-based guy mentality. Right. You know, I've always been close with my sister. My sister's one of my best friends. I know that I text her about anything. She's going to sit there and listen. Help me. Suggest things for me. Give me some kind of non-rational you know, rational, uh, point of view. And I think I've been lucky enough that through hockey, I've always given my heart. And, and I've connected with people that do the same. So I've never been the guy that hasn't been able to talk to people about things in specific. I've had other male friends that are willing to listen. And not just listen, but give me constructive feedback. But then in turn, they do the same thing. And I know that how much that, how, I don't even know the words I want to use. It's, it's a deep feeling of appreciation, mm-hmm. of love that, I don't think I've ever felt before. And, and it's, you know, it's just one of those things of you feel accepted and you accept other people and you want to help people because you know how shitty it is to struggle. Yeah. And I think that I've been lucky enough to experience it with a lot of people, but I've also watched a lot of people not deal with it. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know why guys can't. I think it's because we're supposed to not be weak. Could be, yeah, part but, of it. But what the hell's strong? Yeah. You know, like, how do you measure strong? Some people will say that I'm strong because I talk about my emotions. Other people say I'm weak and I'm, I'm a pussy because I talk about my emotions because I admit that I cry, that I, and I'll just put it out there. I struggle with my anxiety, uh, my depression. I have struggled with suicide many times for mm-hmm. a long time. I battled some pill addiction there. Not very severe, but severe enough that it was an issue. Yeah. Well, I did. I fell, I, in, I fell in love yeah. with some beer for a little bit too. And anybody that really knows me knows that I don't drink. I don't know more of a herbal guy. Yeah, um, tea. Right. You know, but it, it's those things that I didn't, I knew I wouldn't survive if I didn't let the the valve open for a second. Mm-hmm. Even a split second was like, all right, there's some breathing room. You know, like I call it the making room dump. Like I, I know I'm going to have to shit again, but I'm pinched for time here. So I'm just going to go make a little room and hopefully that'll be good <laughs> for a couple hours. Do you know, like I, yeah, you're not going to take care of everything right away, but the fact is you're, you're creating an opportunity for you to take your step Mm -hmm. and leaning on people is a great thing. And whether it's a military culture, sports culture, it's just the male population. I think we're seeing a little bit of with females right now. We're not allowed to be weak. Like I played a little bit of college hockey, mediocre college hockey at best, but I love the pain that made me feel strong. So my weakness in, in mental health, you know, quote weakness there to me is a strength. Mm-hmm. I have some kind of wisdom. I have something to offer people because when, if you called me and you're like, dude, I'm, I'm not in a good spot right now. I would know what, what I want to do for you because I know what I want someone to do for me. Yeah. I don't always know how to verbalize those things when, when it's me needing the help. Mm-hmm. But the fact is I'm, I'm showing up to allow someone the opportunity yeah. to help me. And for some reason we're not allowed to do that as, as males. And it's actually disheartening to watch because I, I think that, you know, we could say, oh, the world would be a better place. It's the reality. Yeah. You tell me 10 happy people in the same room is worse than 10 really unhappy people in the same room? Okay. Make that on a mega scale there. Yeah. Like, it's not. I'm kind of, like, thought processing here as we're talking about this, but. It's I, the best part about these conversations. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> we end up in left field with all of them. I wonder, too, as guys were solution-based individuals, mm-hmm. and that's why I think men and women clash at some point, because. 
hey, I'm having a hard, she comes home, I'm having a hard day. <laughs> life, life is tough. And then a guy will say something along the lines of like, well, what do you want to do about it? Right. Like, I don't want to do anything about it. <laughs> I just want you to shut the fuck up and listen to me. Right. And I wonder if guys get stuck in that rut because there's sometimes where you don't have the answers, whether it's especially mental health. And, you know, you talked about pill addiction that, that I struggled with that. It's, and it's, it's a, it's a real motherfucker. Yeah. It's you know, fun. Pe- people that it's fun. It, yeah. It, oh my it, God. It Some was. of my favorite times were when I was high on pills and I was sitting alone. You know, I'm like, yeah, oh, this and, is cool. <clears throat> you know, and there were points during that where I didn't have the answer. And I wonder if as males, we culturally, we want the solution and sometimes when we don't have it, it becomes more difficult to talk about it because there isn't a solution. And and even if you talk to your buddy about it and or another male friend and you say, I'm struggling with this right now, either the guy's going to go, there's three things that can happen. Either the guy's going to be like, bro, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, like that's, keep your bullshit to yourself. Maybe you're projecting or something. Like, I don't want to hear about it. The second thing would be he listens Right. Or the third thing would be he tries to come up with a solution. Right. Well, we'll dump her, dude. Just dump her. Right. Get out. Of, just get out of there. And that's not the or just get out of bed, man. Like if you're so depressed. Just get out of bed. Right. And <clears throat> there's a, a lack of ability to move forward or just you get sidelined by the obstacle or the, the need for a solution. So as a guy, you're so focused on the solution when you don't have it, you just clam up. And your the four walls in your mind go up and they start caving in. Where I think <laughs> men could take a lesson from women, where it's like you can just you can talk about something and not have a solution. I think right. we've had numerous conversations where there was no solution. It was just putting it out there. Yeah, I'm just trying to. A lot of times, talking about it is you just trying to organize your thoughts. I don't need you to say anything. I just need to say it out loud and not to the wall. I need some kind of substance back in terms of somebody appreciate that I suck right now or that I hate my life right now. And possibly maybe someone tell me that they hate their lives too. So I'm like, oh, misery loves coming. This is great. But I think, you know, me and you, we've talked about this stuff. Like all all our conversations when we, you know, when we first moved out here, we would sit in the kitchen and and be like, oh, just how was your day? And what are you you doing tomorrow? What's planned? And then all of a sudden we're sitting there on the floor and it's like exchanging tears. Yeah. And we're like, well, this is what happened to me. And that's therapy. That's mm-hmm. healing. Just being able to say it out loud is healing because now you, you're not, you've broken down a wall. You've broken the sound barrier, right? Like I keep it all inside of me because I don't want anybody else to know. Well, unless you're going to figure all these things out by yourself. And the last time I checked, everything's easier with a team. Almost always everything. You know, like a partner. That's, I mean, I think that's really why we try to make a partner evolution. We were community based. That's how we survived. Right. You, you can't not, but I, I, and you just said it like evolutionarily. I think it's innate that men have this built in. We're traditionally the hunter, the breadwinner, all these things. And now there's a lot of transition going on with it. And, I would say I probably lean a little bit more old school, but that's not to say that I don't believe in, you know, an even playing field. That that's not at all. I just I think we're stronger by by biology. And so I think that is something that plays into why we don't knock it down. I don't care about shit like that. She wants to make more money than me, go make it. You want yeah. to deal with it? like 
all these things that they don't really matter to me. I have some strong opinions on certain things, but they're because I think I, I think that they're just part of life. I mm-hmm. think that's, I think that's the, the law of the jungle playing out. I truly believe in those things. Like kill or be killed. The survival is the fittest type thing. Like, look, like if, if you're super fat and out of shape, what, what can you really do physically? Most of life is pretty physical in terms of how, how do you get the things in your mind out onto physical application? Probably not going to happen if you're 600 pounds. Yeah. You know, like freak, freak of nature's can do it. I mean, look at this, some of these football players, like they're boarding 400 pounds. And you're like, Oh my God, that guy literally can run like 40 yards from dead stop in under five seconds. Like what? Yeah. That's, that is the jungle. We are watching yeah. the human version of the jungle. Yeah. But I think innately we, we struggle with these things, but then, We've from those innate abilities, we've we've created a society because now I mean evolutionarily our minds are oh my gosh, they're infinity, right? They're mm-hmm. they're endless and, and now we're starting to play with that and guys don't wrap their minds around it, but yeah, women, you know, we call them like the bickering hen type thing. Like I can appreciate what they're doing. I do it to my friends all the time. I'm sure my old roommate, if he heard this, he'd be like, Yeah, fucker. Yeah. And right. I was trying to watch a movie with my girlfriend. He's like <laughs> So, uh, this girl <laughs> and there gotta be like, fuck us, yeah. you know, but I'm not part of it is therapy to myself. A lot of people write in a journal. I don't like that. That's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. I just need someone to say, like, dude, it's all right. Yeah. I'm going to tell them it's probably not going to be all right. You know, that was the whole me like, yeah, you're right. They're never going to work out. It's all worked out. Yeah. It all works I, out. I think we create, so you talk about evolution and we had this society for hundreds of thousands of years that we were creating. And so we're catching up now in the 21st century and there's less outlets for guys to, I guess, fulfill their biological need to breadwin, to display physical dominance or to just get out and lift weight. I mean, so there's outlets we're creating now like lifting weights and expending energy and the more that we're trapped in the computer, trapped in the phone, trapped in the four walls and the air conditioning, there there's this angst that's well, we become soft. First of all, well, yeah, um, we do. But it's first of all, it's it's awesome that we can watch people achieve these things. Women are achieving things that like, you know, the girl's out lifting you. That's fucking yeah. awesome. There's the girl. I'm that, a pretty strong yeah. dude, and she's out lifting me. Like that's fucking incredible. I, I don't know her name. She she is a hybrid performance. Uh, like power lifter uh, uh, down in um, Miami. Mm-hmm. And I watched her. I, I can't believe I can't think of her name, but she is setting records. She's not a big girl, like not a, you're, you know, Russian. Huge, right. Yeah. The one that's chick. at the rodeo. Dude, she's, <laughs> she's sumo deadlifting 495 pounds, <laughs> which is just amazing. Is insane. It's I like, mean, think about if she had mom strength going on, she's already got the 500 pound pole. I mean, give, <laughs> Give her a gun and suit her up. Right. I, I don't care about what people, oh, women can't do this. Yeah, they can. Yes. Some of them can, just like some of the guys can't. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Find your purpose. That girl was meant to lift the weight. Yeah. She and clearly. she does it really well. Yes. And like, how do people look at that and bash it? You're like, people are like oh, she looks like a man. Uh, she lifts more than most men. So, like, I guess if it's pretty fitting, I don't, who cares? And, like she's got a heart. Uh, she's dedicated to what she does. She's probably a cool person. Like, 
Yeah, stop projecting to wa- to watch, Yeah, right, to watch all... Yeah, your insecurities are really loud right now. Shut up. But, like, it's really cool to see. Why, why aren't men more accepting of it? Because you accept stuff like that, and now you accept another male's uh, struggle. You know, like, it's not struggle with, oh, I'm not making enough money. It's struggle with, like, dude, I might kill myself tonight. Mm-hmm. You don't start talking about this shit. When you hear that, you're going to have... You're going to be like, what? Or you're going to be like, he's fucking around. No, he's not. He's not. She's not. Nobody's fucking around because if most people that most people that say those things have some inclination that this might be a thing for me. And whether or not it's a false flag, something you is going on. Right. Someone's reaching out issue. for something. There is an absolute issue. So how do you find out about those things? Don't be a dick. Yeah. Just talk D- to people. Allow them to talk to you. Yeah, man, it's Proverbs uh <laughs> yeah, forty chapter forty three verse two. Yeah, whatever's on the refrigerator. Don't, don't be don't a be dick. A dick. Yeah. <laughs> this is the greatest thing that happened to our house. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. You know, like those things are, are real life and, and I don't care who you are. If you're not willing to talk about it, you're never gonna get help. But also if you're not willing to listen, you're not gonna be able to help anybody. Why wouldn't you help somebody? You're gonna need help. You need help. Everybody needs help regardless of what it is, so just do it. You know, like stop being such a dick. And take five seconds and let let somebody say like, "Dude, I'm gonna kill myself." And be like, "Okay, all right, man, let's find you some." I don't want to deal with it. Okay, let me go put it on a professional then. Yeah, I mean, let me take you to the hospital. Oh shit, man, this is gonna take up my day now. Right, good, (laughs) dude. You know what would be sweet when you're taking up the day together when you're at Cedar Point three months from now because he didn't actually go through with it, whether he was serious or not, she was serious or not. Like, you know, like I've said those things many times, and I don't think my intent was there. But there was definitely something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the intent wasn't that I was feeling good. The intent was that I feel really shitty right now. And some of the times I pulled the trigger, figurative trigger. Yeah. Uh, well, probably bad use of terms there. But, wow. you know, like I've played around with the nooses. Uh, I've experimented with that a little bit. Scared the shit out of me. So I didn't. I started playing with pills. That was fun to me. Like if you ask me right now, like, do you want to take pills? Yeah, the experience is fun. Because it takes you away right. from what you have to deal it's with. A, dude, like you're in a different planet. Like that's the MDMA stuff right now. Like yeah. oh my God. That would sound so much fun. I'm I'm terrified to try it. I probably I don't think I will, but the pills gave you an escape. So I think most of the time when I would take pills, it was not a it's not like a I know I'm gonna kill myself. It was more of like, let me see how close I can get or let me see how free I can feel and see if this is an outlet so I don't have to burden somebody else. But you know, I had a friend tell me about suicide one time. He's like, only cowards commit suicide. Okay, first of all, you're entitled to your opinion. And I know that this particular person has dealt with some similar issues. But if you reflect on any time you've had that thought or a really depressed thought and you don't want to go to anybody, what's the real reason? Well, I don't want to be a burden to you. You know, like my family, I felt like a burden to my family. I would still say that there was a portion of my life that I was an absolute burden to my family. I'm trying to move on from that and, and become who I am. But the reason I thought about killing myself was because I thought that the situation was so bad that I had nothing worthwhile. And then inconveniencing the people, even the people that loved me, you know, to have to reach their neck out and help me. That's hard. That's It's hard to ask for help, especially when your help isn't, hey, do you think you could pick up my mail while we're on vacation? You know, it's yeah. like, hey, I'm thinking about ending my life. Do you have a spare minute? <laughs> like, uh, uh, okay. That's a pretty lofty uh, ask yeah. of somebody. But 
the reality is they love me. Just like if they did it to me, if they were in the same situation, I'd be like, what do we need to do? Let's take action. You know, those are the things that, you know, everything today has come down to. When are you going to take action? You know, you say like some people say, just go do it. I've started when I help my friends. I'm like, how would I approach this? How would I need to be approached with this? What's the first move? Because most people are like, get out of bed. And you're like, no, 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 no. Start smaller. Open your eyes and open a book. Mm-hmm. Read one page of a book. What did you just do? You accomplished something. And I bet you if you read the right stuff or anything you're interested in, you're going to be motivated to do something else the rest of the day. Make your bed. Make breakfast. Like These are things that like you have to do to survive. You don't technically have to go to work to survive. I'm not telling you to get off your ass and go to work. I'm telling you to get off your ass and brush your teeth. Make some food. Make make a decent meal. Sure, you want uh, you want the most unhealthy shit. Put a half a cup of broccoli on the plate too, or something like. Try and get yourself some kind of clarity and, and motivation for yourself, where you're like, I can't do this. It doesn't matter if it's opening your you know, blow your nose. I don't know. Just don't let boogers run down your face. Just I, do something. Do something that you can be like, checked it off. Check this off. It doesn't and all even, of a sudden yeah. you're four o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, oh shit, I've done quite a bit today. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It, you don't have to be proud of it, but it's an accomplishment. Show up and try. That's yeah. that's something that really handicapped me. The fear of the fear of not being the best, not being good enough, not knowing what to do, being made fun of, all those things, failure. It's just that it's fear. Well, what the hell's fear? It's just some made up conception in your head. Danger's real. Danger's, you know, sharks are swimming around your head. We got an issue. Yes. You should feel a lot of fear right now because they're going to win if they want to. Oh, yeah. But, like, you don't have fear. Going going hiking by myself, what's the worst that happened? I get there, can't find the parking lot. Or the trailhead. Right. Like, okay, either you can look in your GPS and try and find it. You can drive around for a little bit. You could ask somebody if there's somebody around. Or you could turn around and come home. And ask somebody for help, like call somewhere. You know, like, I couldn't find the trailhead. Uh, I couldn't find the parking lot. And they'll be like, oh, well, if you take a left at this road, and you're like, oh, I took a right there. And that's probably why it happened. Okay, now what do we do? We took a quote unquote failure and we've taken the next step. Mm-hmm. This Everything is just turning into these little baby steps and, and gaining confidence and trust and belief in yourself. And I think the same thing with mental health is the same way. Like, how do we start? Well, for me, it's posting a few more things on Instagram of just me conveying my happiness, my joy right now. It's me sitting down here and saying like, fuck it. I don't really, I truly don't care what people think now. I don't care if somebody doesn't like this. I don't, this is as therapeutic for me as I hope it is for one person. You know, like I told you, I'm, I was super excited to do this because with our schedules right now, we don't get to hang out. I love those talks in the yeah. kitchen. So like, okay, you love this thing. How do you get more of it? Okay, well, it just happens to be something else that you want to do meshes the two. That's great. Yeah. It's cool. And I think it's there, you know, talking about is therapeutic. Do you ever feel worse when you're done talking to somebody? You've you've caught me in the, the garage gym mm-hmm. crying, and you're like, what's up, dude? The workout's over. But mentally, I leave there, and I'm like, yeah, dude, all right. Regroup. Go to bed. Regroup. Tomorrow's a new day. We got this. And it's all just, what did we do? We talked. Some of it was funny. Some of it was sad. Some of it was like, nothing's ever going to work out. And then you're like, fuck, we got to start over and try and get your mindset again. Yeah. And at some point, you just take that on your own. You, I just started reading again. I know that I was never a big reader. 
I didn't like to sit down. I can't sit still. But now, now I'm craving that. Like I'm like, I can't wait till I have nothing to do so I can read. Like create time for nothing. Yeah. So that I can read and so I can prove myself and you know, improve for what? I, I don't know what the end goal is. I don't really care what the end goal is. Doesn't you matter. Know, like, yeah, like some you know, a girl the other day who said something about like you don't even have a path. My path is growth. I I I mean like I've had people in the past, ex girlfriends, worried about my career. I was making plenty of money to do what I wanted to do. That's kind of a career. Yeah. Would it, a lot of people don't have a career. They're entrepreneurs. It could be shitty for a year and it could be great for two. Like I, what does that mean? You're not with somebody. If you're with somebody for money, if you're working for like, this is something I still even battle with. Like if you're trying to earn a, you know, find something that makes the most money, like those are all the wrong things. Like what is, you know, what is love? What's love got to do with it? Tina Turner, right? Um, is that the internet? Uh, maybe. Well, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe it is. For, Anyways, it is. But, um, but like for all these things, like, yeah, it, when you do it out, out of love, you're going to find more happiness. And when you find more happiness, all the things around you are going to be more successful feeling, at least. You know, how do you want to define success? Go and define it yourself. But yeah. in the day, man, like you just. Solve, solve a little bit more of your, your day, your minute, yourself, and watch everything else around you come together. And, and how do you do that? You break down walls. Yeah. You want to break down your mental illness. You want to break down while you're struggling in your career or relationships, whatever it is, talk about it. Yeah. Just show up and talk about it. And I think that's what we're doing here. And I think that's the point of yeah. this entire thing. And I had, um, before we wrap it up, because yeah. we're about an hour and a half. Oh, and, Jesus. Uh, yeah, dude, that's what happens. You just sit that's down amazing. and talk. <laughs> there... At my worst point in my entire life, I had a chaplain tell me, he said, he's a Christian chaplain, but they've got to subscribe to everything. <laughs> and he said, life is like, so he said karma. He said, life is like a, a garden hose or a fire hose, whatever you want. And you've got white marbles that represent good. And you have black marbles that obviously represent darkness and, and whatever you want that to be, mental health, money, security and as much as your and negative thoughts really. And if you're continually dumping those black marbles into the fire hose, what's going to come out the other end? Right. Black marbles, right. right? But day by day you start dumping in the good, those white marbles. One thing. The one thing that is going to happen is that white marble is going to come out the other end. And subsequently every other white marble that you dump in is going to come out the other end. But the black marbles have to funnel out so as much good as you can put into a situation you're still going to have the black coming yeah, out you have to it's going to it has to funnel out and eventually what you put in that good positivity is going to overwhelm the negativity the dark marbles and eventually you can have it doesn't mean that you're going to be wildly successful it doesn't mean that you're going to have everything you want but like you said it's the love and the positivity that you put in eventually comes out the other end. Well, and the things that are coming out the other end when they're positive are probably going to be more enjoyable. Exactly. Right? So you don't need more because you like what you have. Exactly. At, at some point, it's you've, you've, you've hit a sustainability. All right. And then the sky's the limit, like you said. So I think we'll hopefully, I don't, I don't know what kind of schedule you want to uh, get on, but we're, we're going to get you posted yeah. and, and then we'll, Hopefully, whether it's once a week or once every two weeks or right. something like that, and uh, see what we come up with and 
especially with the holidays coming up, it might yeah. be a little more difficult, but we'll figure yeah, something out. No, so you but take... uh, I, I know that for me, like, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Obviously, this is great therapy and, and just awesome to, you know, say that I'm doing something I wanted to do. That's, yeah. that's another just, you know, okay, sweet, another step. But uh, I think also for me, it's selfishly, it's like, I'm excited to hopefully have some guests on. Your mom, we've talked about this. We're, yeah. we're doing like some shock or stuff. Like I, it's very, I very know very little about it. I don't know what I really think about it. I want to think that I like it. I've had some experience, but not enough to say I understand it. So that would be something really sweet. But people from fitness industries, and you know, the yogis and um, really anybody, mindset attaches to everything. You got a negative mindset, usually your results are going to be that. So how do people tell their story? How do they get other people to create their own new story, recreate themselves really? And uh, I think hopefully the, the show as we keep going with it will mold into whatever we feel like really, yeah, but it will always be mindset based and, and, and mental illness related. And like we said, there's going to be some dark moments and, and that's good. People need to know that they're not alone and, and that uh, everything can be on the up and up if you're allowed to be. So, yeah. And so your Instagram, because you keep talking about it is uh, Instagram. You can find me at perfectly done for that's D U N N and the number four. And that's actually pretty much all my social media. Uh, is at perfectly done for but there you go and this yeah. is the uh life is done podcast man yeah. so sweet it's a goddamn pleasure that's awesome all right brother thank you so much absolutely all right man we'll be back in Soon. the future yeah.